Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, <clears throat> excuse me, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all are probably being pulled and a hundred different directions each day. So I'm grateful that you spend a little of it here with me. Not a lot on the homestead. Did manage to acquire a soaker hose from my father. Any of y'all in the military know what the term acquire means, right? It means that you uh, permanently borrowed something from another unit, typically. I would have a gunny or a staff sergeant come back to me every once in a while and we'd have a piece of gear that had been missing something. and All of a sudden it would magically show up and I would look at them and start to ask. And they'd say, sir, sir, don't worry about it. We have a piece of gear. We got it taken care of. You just kind of shake your head and walk away. Those staff NCOs, those enlisted Marines, they were just, they were phenomenal. The good ones. There were some bad ones. But man, there were some really good ones. I served with some really good ones anyway. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it, share it, subscribe to it. Thank you for those people in our military that do such a wonderful job, the good ones, Father, that strive, that do their best to serve you and their country and their fellow citizens be with them, be with their families, bring those who are overseas home safely, comfort any who we have left behind, bring them home safe, please, Father. And guide my words today here, Father, please. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to go back into Churchill. We started this series in the last episode. Uh, talked about the parallels between the modern American left and German citizens supporting the Nazis in the 1920s and 30s as well as the comparison between your British, a lot of your British citizens in the 1920s and 30s, and and a lot of people today in America on the patriot conservative side. We talked, read a quote from Churchill, kind of talking about, well, not kind of, but specifically talking about the greatest danger lying within as well as one from 
Abraham Lincoln's Lyceum speech back in 1838. And so, part of this danger within today in America is that you have I want to say good men and women but I also don't want to say that because you can't really be good when you're encouraging or allowing negotiating with accommodating appeasing evil right in that moment at least you're not being good we're, we're just being a coward. And, and any of y'all that are really honest, whether you're students that are listening, whether you're adults, you know those moments in your life when you know what you ought to be doing, but you don't want to do it. And we start to try and find excuses, and we grasp at straws, and we hope that if we just wait long enough or if we're just quiet enough or if we just bend the rules just a little the problem will go away and it never does and yet we continue to function that way we have to train ourselves out of it and the same is true of one nation to another appeasement you know trying to work quote unquote work with the other side when the other side is doing something evil it just it never works historically it doesn't work you can't negotiate with people that stand for evil values because they're never going to stop and, and it, it, it's kind of like the fallacy of socially liberal but fiscally conservative. Eventually, your social immorality is going to seep into your fiscal conservatism, conservatism. It's a hard word for me to say for some reason. Your, your bad morals are going to seep over into your good economics. It's just a matter of time. And so, one thing, because I know... I'm going to get hit on it. I should have said it on the previous podcast, and I didn't. This comparison between 1920s and 30s, Nazi Germans, Germans that supported the Nazis, and the modern American left currently today in America, it doesn't mean that every single leftist citizen in in both America and Western civilization in general today is a version of Hitler. Right, But what it does mean is that, you know, there were millions of Germans who were not Hitler, but they still supported Hitler and the evil that he stood for, bringing it into the world, bringing it into their country. And so we're going to read through a couple quotes here out of this Manchester biography. This is the second volume that Manchester wrote in his biography on Winston Churchill and really takes place predominantly in the 1930s when Churchill was really alone, which is the title of the book, uh, when he was really the only one 
that was calling out Hitler and what was going on there. And so we'll go ahead and get into this. So said Anthony Eden in the House of Commons on March 23rd, and under his debonair manner, he seemed honestly puzzled. Eden had fought in France as a young officer in the King's Royal Rifle Corps. He had fought in the trenches, been gassed and decorated. As a Tory, he disagreed with MacDonald on most domestic issues, but in pursuing a lasting European peace, he felt they should all pull together. As in the Eaton boating song, steady from stroke to bow. How could anyone misinterpret the Prime, Minister, Prime Minister's reply to the rising Nazis? It was certain, Eaton earnestly told the House, to secure for Europe that period of appeasement which is needed. If appeased, Hitler's anger would vanish, his fear of encirclement would disappear, the Nazis freed from anguish and insecurity would become sensible, stable neighbors in a Europe free of rancor. The house gave him a standing ovation. Churchill and those around him remained seated. The MacDonald plan, the Prime Minister, was supported by conservatives, labor, and liberals alike. Its essence was simple. The Nazis were entitled to bear arms. At the same time, Germany, Germany's former enemies should take the first long steps toward disarmament. And the first country to spike its gun should be the aggressive, martial, bellicose country, France. Manchester puts in here the definition for appeasement, appease, pacify, uh, conciliate, especially to buy off an aggressor by conscious use of the sacrifices of principles, right? And so it's really a nasty word based on this definition. Um, Eden, this, this war veteran who gave this speech before the house, Manchester says he really meant it in the original meaning, right? Peace, pacify, quiet, right? Or to settle. But it had been a while, a few years at least, since appeasement had really taken a nasty turn as far as the word was used. Uh, he, Manchester writes down at the bottom of this next paragraph, eventually, uh, Telford Taylor notes, the word became a symbol of weak and myopic yielding when resistance would be bolder and in the long run safer. It's just kind of, and there's a little history in here, Manchester just, if you, if you get a chance, if you're interested in biographies and history, uh, it's just, man, it's a phenomenal resource. And, and I would highly recommend picking up a copy, getting one, Barnes & Noble. They have CD, the audio version, they've got hard copies, paperbacks, uh, depending on what price you can afford, but it's, it's a history lesson, and and, and the first book is really about Churchill's youth, and it's a fascinating book just about the history of Britain at that time, what it was like growing up, uh, his relationship with his parents, just etc. Because 
I, I mean, it would take a long time to even begin to summarize. But great book. If you get a chance, I would get a copy. But going back to this, it, it's just interesting how the words, you know, words have meaning. And we've really forgotten that. In a sense, today in America, we use words all the time. We make comparisons all the time. We exaggerate all the time. And and I can't remember if it was Tolkien or Lewis or uh, somebody else that I've read in the past in the dark resource, recesses of my mind that said, you need to use, I think it was Lewis, you need to use exactly the word that you want to use for that moment. Because if you use a stronger word, then when something stronger actually happens, some some greater emotion you're felt or, or you know something more dastardly or whatever, and you've already used the word dastardly, for example, well, then you're left with nothing to describe it, and then everything becomes extreme. It's, it's like the fact that you can't have 10 priority number ones. You can only have one priority number one, right? It's the lie that we sell to ourselves with our faith and our marriage. We claim that God is our first priority and our spouse is our second, but our actions don't back that up to begin with. And, and then we really have, well, our kids are our priority number one. God's our priority number one. Our spouse is, my job is, my friends are, my coworkers are. And so you end up with this, basically this kind of spread out mediocrity where nothing is really priority over anything else. And, and we do that with language, you know. But you go back to this quote, this little speech that Eden gave this war veteran. And it's really, it's, it's pretty telling of today. Like even this decorated war veteran thought that appeasing Hitler was a good idea. And, and he had fought in World War I against the Germans. And he was thinking this is a good idea. But then you actually look at what occurred in history. The Nazis set the world on fire. Millions of people died. And, and millions more suffered so, so deeply. How, how could that possibly be loving to appease somebody doing something wrong? And yet that's exactly what we do today. There's so many issues today. You can talk about abortion, you can talk about LGBTQ relationships, no-fault divorce, illegal immigration, socialism, communism, the welfare state, critical race theory, identity politics, you know, basing quality off of skin color or ethnicity. We're basically appeasing. We keep appeasing the left. We keep appeasing these people that, that claim that those are really honorable and good traits, and they're not. And then we claim that we're being loving by appeasing them. But we're not. We're not being loving at all. And so we've got some more, a couple more quotes here. This actually went a little longer than I thought, but uh, we'll try and pick it up tomorrow. We may do one extra episode on this Churchill biography this time. If you get a chance, share the podcast with somebody. I would appreciate it. If you get a chance... Subscribe to the extra episodes over on Buzzsprout. It's $3 a month. It gets you all the extra episodes that we do each week. And God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.